Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Monday afternoon. It's January 16th, 2023. Hey, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Maybe you guys aren't working today, but regardless, we have some content for you and a nice, soothing jazz to get the podcast going. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, and listen, there is not too much to talk about in this last week, the final week of the barrel scraping season, the off season. Zach Shell Cross begins his journey for love on Bachelor starting Monday next week, January 23rd, 2023. This Monday night tonight is a, another Bachelor named Tom Brady. Can you imagine if Tom Brady was the next Bachelor? Uh, ratings would be sky high. It's just a bunch of supermodels. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, could you imagine the world where Tom Brady's like, I give my rose to you? And they're like, we'll do whatever you want for the rose. Anything to be with such royalty. Maybe, maybe you don't like Tom Brady. I don't know. I mean, I, I got a thing for Dimples. All right. Anyway, Dimples Dave. So we've got a couple stories for you today. I'm going to share what Chris Harrison said on his recent podcast, his second week of podcasting, uh, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, threw some water on the flames that are his beef with Nick Vile. And also we've got, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the video I, I'm not sharing with you. It's the promo video I made for Zach's season. It was just a dud. It was just a dud of a video. Just in the sense that, you know, there really wasn't much going on with the promo and we tried to talk our way through it. Maybe it was fun to watch, but it was a very visual-based video. So not going to include that today. But we've also got the proposal video from Nick Vile. And I kind of, I what I had to do with that video, which I'm going to share the audio of that with you here, is I had to sort of talk my way through that one just to avoid any content violations because there was copywritten content. So if you're like, Dave, why do you talk over the, the video? Sometimes there's music being played and if I don't talk over it, they end up just blocking it altogether. So better than nothing is what I like to say. And in a non-bachelor story, I always like some you know funny, weird podcast you know style entertainment news. Here's what we've got. Dax Shepard reveals Anna Kendrick was the only person who made Kristen Bell jealous. Who is the other short person, Kristen Bell said. Now, this is actually kind of funny because it actually plays to a very honest dynamic. Uh, so if you aren't familiar, Dax Shepard has a hit podcast, Armchair Expert, in which he interviews other celebrities. And his wife is Kristen Bell from, um, was she from Frozen? What is she? She's done it all, right? Um, and uh, Anna Kendrick, of course, pitch perfect Kendrick, uh, a also fellow shortstop, you know, as in that she's a short queen, her and Kristen both short. So Dax confessed to Anna Kendrick that his wife Kristen Bell was envious of her as a pitch perfect star began her career. Well, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with how Hollywood works, you get cast based on height, size, vocal range, looks. So if you find someone else that looks or sounds like you, they are a threat. Like Kristen Bell wouldn't be sort of jealous of Matthew McConaughey. They're not going out for the same roles, mainly. Um, so here Dax said, I've known Kristen for 15 years. She has only had jealousy over a single human and it's you. Dax revealed to Kendrick on his latest episode of Armchair Expert. He said, I've never seen it. It blew my mind. Hey, that's always fun to tell you tell some other lady who uh, your wife is uh, jealous of. I'm sure it's all in good fun. He said, Kristen was like, who is this other short person? 
Oh, so she can sing like that too? I'm already here. We got another one. She monitored you, recognized how brilliant you were, lost some roles to you, and slowly processed the whole thing and has nothing but wonderful things for you, uh, feelings for you, but you are the only person who ever made her jealous that I witnessed. Uh, so that's a fun one. Just goes to show that celebrities are just like us. They get jealous too. And, you know, I've been talking about this uh, for a little bit the last week or so about jealousy and you know, sort of overcoming my own sort of feelings of, you know, inadequacy as we all feel as we all feel like we're competing against others, it's kind of a false um, race that we run. It's false in the sense that, sure, you may get the job or lose the job to somebody else, but you're not really competing against them so much as, you know, are you a right fit for that? Are you a right fit for a relationship? Maybe you're single and your friend is with somebody or whatever the case may be. We have to, we have to remember, while it always feels like we're competing against that other person, the finish line will exist. The finish line being, uh, you know, a happily ever after or a job or whatever brings you value or love in life. That will exist regardless of if someone else passes you in the race. So it's important for us to remember as we do, you know, mid-January 2023, new goals. Are we going to keep them? Are we going to abandon them? Where where are we going to take the version of us we want to be? And it's important for us to all remember that even celebrities get jealous of somebody else. And in the end, that's not our competition. That's not our enemy. The only enemy we should have is the sort of ego within us that that tries to, you know, derail us, that tells us we're not good enough. The, uh, that that uh, soul that exists within all of us that we all have that says, you're not worthy of this success. You're not worthy of this abundance. You're fine. You don't need it. You're whatever. So that's the enemy we need to tell it to. STFU, which means shut the fridge, uh, shut the front door, if you know what I mean. And anyway, so... I like just like to re- uh, relay to you all a little uh, things that I found to be, um, you know, I don't know, maybe motivational, if you will. All right, well, let's get to our first clip of the day. I've got uh, some other work going on today where, where I'm trying to create, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you this, besides my Dave Neal show on YouTube, which is Bachelor related, I also have what's called the Dave Neal show, which is non-Bachelor entertainment news. I'm struggling uh, to care at all about that channel. Uh, I don't like making, you know, news. I don't care about making news about Prince Harry. I don't care really to make news in the same style that I do for Bachelor. It's a little redundant for me. I, I It doesn't bring me joy. What will I do with that? 46,000 or so people that have subscribed to that channel. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do next. But today I'm going to edit together a video about the new Tesla coming out because I actually enjoy electronics. And I'm going to see if it's something that does well on the channel. And I'm not in the sort of process of buying a Tesla, but I say, you know what? If I make a video about the new Tesla coming out and I have fun making it, maybe the video makes some money. Maybe the video makes a lot of money and I go, well, I'll just make some more Tesla videos and who knows, maybe I'll make 10 Tesla videos and I'll pay for a Tesla. Do I think that's the case? I honestly don't know. Uh, But what I do know is when you don't feel the vibe, when something doesn't feel like it's right, you know, the Dave Neal show was a chance for me to take risks. I took some risks in 2021 with it or 2022, I should say. And maybe I'm going to take some risks now and just uh, adjust the format because it's not really something that I love. And I think that's okay for all of us to realize, like not everything's going to be a success. I've got plenty of failures that I look at and I go, well, that taught me something, but 
that's not going to come with me to the next uh, version of what it is we're trying to do. And I hope you guys can uh, adjust accordingly to whatever brings you joy and happiness. You don't need to be so proud that you finish something that you don't want to finish, right? Like you, it, it might be good for your character to be like, I said I was going to run that marathon and I'm going to run it. But you know, if it's like, look, I got blisters and I don't want to do it. I support that too. Go find, go find your happiness in whichever direction it is. Uh, and anyway, folks, I find happiness talking to you guys. I actually enjoy this podcast, and you're going to enjoy this first clip. This is Chris Harrison's response to Nick Vile reacting to Chris Harrison's first podcast. Have a listen. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. So I'm going to play for you guys several clips from Chris Harrison's podcast. His second episode just came out. Um, it's a response to Nick who responded to him. And I'm going to break that all down for you guys right now. Let's watch the trailer that was put together on Chris Harrison's Instagram regarding this episode. Do you feel like you have to be overly censored now um, after what happened? Like, do you feel like you're going to be canceled again? The saga at Good Morning America with Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. I have a lot of strong opinions about this. This is personal. Ooh, this is personal. <laughs> this is way too dramatic. And not to mention horrible audio on the um, on the uh, Instagram reel there. Okay, so let's get into it. Here's what Nick, here's what Chris Harrison said. And then I'm going to share what Nick's reply was. Well, I think Nick was one of those among many who probably saw the the blood in the water and, and saw the opportunity of a job that would be really phenomenal. And I no doubt he wanted that job. And but all right, so then we got that he was gunning for the job, right? We got that he was gunning for the job. Now let's go to Nick's response. She mentioned me. Nobody saw this, and they brought and were gunning for his job. He said that you were one of the people that like saw blood in the water. Now I like this producer a lot. This uh, I like this producer a lot, but by not hearing the audio, Nick completely reacts in a way that it wasn't necessarily what Chris Harrison's tone would have given him. And kind of tried to capitalize off of the situation. He said, but he said he reconnected at Wells' wedding. Wait, 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 hold on. So, on fir- he, <laughs> so he said I was gunning for his job. Well, no, he said that you saw blood in the water of the situation oh. when he now went- the evolved response would have been he said that I'm gonna have to hear it from his own mouth to understand how I feel, but that's not good podcasting. Went down, but he didn't list me as one of the people like who reached out. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went down a whole list of everyone who was like that's the problem. Okay, so anyway, so so then Nick goes. I think he. I think his response was problematic. Here's Chris Harrison's response to that. The headlines. The first headline that immediately came after the show aired, Chris Harrison shades Nick Vial. You're welcome. And then right after that, Nick Vial shades Chris Harrison. Let me clear this up very quickly. The floor is yours. Nick is a friend of mine. Nick was very supportive of me when I was going through all this. He defended my character. I've been on his podcast. We talk from time to time. As he said, we're not besties. We don't hang out every day. We don't barbecue all the time. But <laughs> I consider him a friend. And he did defend me and he allowed people to come on I his show. The, I love the uh, sort of um, heterosexual male like aura that in order to be best friends, you have to barbecue. <laughs> Because I get it. I, we, we're not besties. We don't do personal male things like share a barbecue together. I want to defend me. And for that, I'm very grateful and I appreciate it's it. No, it's never like we don't get uh, Korean barbecue. It's, we never eat pho together. No, it's we don't we don't grill in front of an open flame, char broiled. And there was no shade being thrown at Nick. Well, there it is, folks. And then 
A couple days later, I realized why Nick was so sensitive to that moment. This is a bad segue. And didn't want this kind of press. He got engaged. Listen, he wasn't sensitive because he got engaged. But either way, that story's buried. You see, Chris, this is how it works. You bury the story. You don't sit behind it and don't respond. You just bury the story. Now, do you just feel to, like just you to have share to be- with you guys, I offered my opinions to Chris on exactly what he should have done. Now, Chris doesn't know me. I'm sure he's not on YouTube and all that jazz. But here's exactly what I said. And this is what I said should have yeah. happened all along. He should have gone on and talked to Rachel Longform right off the bat, just like Rachel Kirkconnell should have. And yet, uh, Chris... Chris Harrison went with the old school model, which was be quiet, you know, versus like this sort of Trump model, which is just okay. So anyway, you can check out that whole conversation. I've got the video on Patreon or you can listen to the audio on my podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. But either way, um, I'm going to be on the She's All Batch podcast this week to further discuss all things entertainment news. All right. So anyway, let's go to the next part of what Chris said that was interesting. Not great. Sorry, pal. (laughs) That was kind of crappy. Good for you. Okay, so so this is interesting. He's going to defend the saga that happened that's happening right now at Good Morning America between Kelly Robach. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting their names right now. Uh, where there's a cheating scandal, he's going to not defend necessarily the cheating scandal, but the fact that that's not terms for being fired. While he defends the Good Morning America scandal, listen to it as if he's defending himself. He can't defend himself in certain ways due to his NDA, I'm sure, but he's not stopped from being able to uh, defend them. And I think he's speaking his situation through that. Have a listen. That Amy and TJ had been let go. And that they have lawyered up. And to that, I say, good for you guys. Good for you. For those of you to catch up, they had been, I guess, suspended, taken off the air from GMA3 where they were co-hosting and they've, they've had this affair. And... Man, do I have strong feelings about this. First of all, very uh, sympathetic and empathetic, understanding really what they're going through. And I'm not talking about morally. Say what you will about how this has all happened in their affairs and how they've handled this. I will say this. None of us know. You don't know what's happening in anyone's house. You don't know. And this is not to excuse anything, but... We have no idea. You have no idea what's going on in your neighbor's house right now. Even if you see them every day, you don't know. And it it is this irony is not lost on me that they are going through the exact same thing. And then the headlines come out that they have both lawyered up and they are both fighting this. And to that, I say, good on you. Good on you. You guys go. So he's happy that they lawyered up. He obviously lawyered up with power attorney Brian Friedman. You might not know why I call myself a power recapper, but this goes all the way back to the Colton Underwood days when Colton Underwood's ex-girlfriend Cassie Randolph, after having found out he was stalking and harassing her, putting a tracking device in the uh, underneath the trunk of her car, she hired power attorney Brian Friedman, same attorney hired by Gabrielle Union, who fights a lot of entertainment news, and also hired by one Christopher H. Harrison. Is that his middle name? Either way, so... Um, so that's their attorney. And I'm, of course, a power recapper because I don't have the license to attorney, but I have the license to recap, baby. I've been in this business for a long time. We know. You sign these contracts. There are mor- morality clauses in there. Is it morally reprehensible to fall in love? Because that's what they've done. That is the crime that they are being punished for. For hand jobs in the company uh, parking lot. 
is falling in love? And is it morally reprehensible? Is it against the law to fall in love with someone at work that is equal to you? These are great questions. No position of power. As far as we know, it's not like Matt Lauer dating an intern or hooking up with an intern or something like that, where at least you could say, well, you could say that was consensual, you know, but at the same time, is, is, can you have consent at a at a work when one person has firing, hiring authority over the other. In this case, relative equals. I don't know who was there longer or what, but you know, co-host, pretty equal. They were on level footing. They were co-hosts. Is it illegal or wrong to fall in love with someone equal to you? And to follow the And again, what's illegal is not really pertinent because in this case, it's not if it's like legal or illegal, it's whether or not the company has a clause against it because they can fire you uh, if they do have a morality cause that protects against things. I mean, I think they I think I think the, they could have a, some ground to stand on as far as like, you know, what what's legal versus what the company allows those feelings. And if everybody knew about this, which, you know, all the sources from inside are saying, and by the way, I've worked in newsrooms, there are no secrets, that this was the worst kept secret at GMA. Everybody knew about it. The- so he's saying this was the worst kept secret at GMA. My question for you guys here as we find some uh, X-Files music is... We may scrap... Oh, wrong one. <laughs> is this. Is Chris Harrison saying that the drama that existed in Bachelor, and I know this is a stretch, get get your hamstrings stretched here, but is he saying that, that the newsroom at GMA was the worst kept secret and also Bachelor had a lot of skeletons too? That's what I'm reading into. Co-host knew about it. And for them now to get on this moral high box and say, well, we just found out about this. You know, we, we, we have to take a stand morally. Mm, you knew about this. And now you're taking a stand because, well, maybe you don't feel like it looks good publicly. Bingo. Bachelor producers obviously did a lot of problematic stuff. They were the top dogs. Chris Harrison, when fired, was basically falling on the sword for issues that they were also a part of. That's totally different. So TJ and Amy, good on you. Fight the good fight. I was going to suggest, by the way, I have an amazing lawyer if you guys need um, and he kind of knows the opponent. So let me know if you need anything. I'm uh, Amy and TJ. I'm here for you. Can you imagine if Chris Harrison now is like an influencer? He's like, I know a lawyer for 15% off. Use my code, Chrissy H to join Brian Friedman's squad. Um, and again, this isn't to say what's happened in their own houses, what happened in their own bedrooms. I don't know. You know, I can read the tabloids like you, but they don't know either. It's all speculation. Absolutely. It appears speculation is driving the content out there, and that's the bloodthirsty world we live in. My question for audiences out there is, when are we going to have this sort of reemergence of critical thinking, reemergence of critical listening, the ability to listen to what someone's saying and not just the words they say, but the tone in which they're saying? You know, I think we live in a society that is so driven on the monetization of clicks, including YouTube. You know, the click-through rate, the rate at which you click my video 
videos on YouTube is dependent on whether or not I feed my family. You know, it's an important thing. It's self-sustaining. I need that. Now, my hope is, is that once we get people to click and listen, that things are a little bit um, more um, measured, if you will. But not always the case out there in the world of, you know, those that just literally get their news from headlines and not actual reporting or stories. All right, but that's my big uh, sort of uh, podium I'm shouting down on today. Uh, Reading and listening comprehension, because I read some of your comments and it's like, oh, come on, you didn't hear a word I said if that's that's what you took away from it. We have a hard time with that out there. But, you know, um, you know, maybe that just exposes the fact that collectively our IQ, and I'm not saying you specifically, but collect the collective IQ when it comes to comprehension can be, you know, like swayed in certain ways or manipulated by, by whatever agenda people want to have when they share news. I try my best to not have too much of an agenda. Uh, my agenda mainly is can I make this funny? And if it's not a funny story, let's just try to get it accurately and, you know, try to find justice. I don't know. That doesn't seem like too much of a problem, right? And speaking of justice, uh, just finally, Nick has proposed to Natalie. Here he explains in a uh, YouTube video that actually came out just an hour ago, he explains what was going through his head while he prepared for the proposal and how he hoped it may go. And then after that, we will share with you guys the actual proposal. Proposal? Proposal? And during that proposal, I speak over a lot of the copyright and music just trying to avoid copyright strikes. So have a listen to that. Over the weekend, or maybe on Friday, actually. Yeah, I believe it was Friday. We covered the Nick Vile uh, engagement to Natalie Joy. She said yes. She said yes. Well, he has since released their engagement video. We'll play that. But first, let's listen to Nick describing uh, in his last podcast that he was planning on proposing. So he said, when you watch this, I'll have had proposed. I hope she had said yes. Uh, he banked on it and uh, he was right. Have a watch. I think I think I'm probably engaged today. This is Yay! so exciting. I don't know. Well, I we're recording this. Unless something has gone horrifically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proposing on Thursday. Today is Tuesday. So no. six that days. Monday. So soon. No, he means in terms of just today, like, oh, today is not giving like people a little peek behind the curtain. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Today, we're, we're us, recording it. It's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. He's proposing in two days. This episode will go live. It's six days on from the now. Monday. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Now that we're all up to speed. Tell us about your engagement. I mean... Well, do you want to make any like predictions now about whether like, she says yes or not? <laughs> <laughs> Will there be tongues touching? <laughs> or like, Ugh. are there any? Do you think you're going to cry? Do you think she's going to cry? Oh, yeah. The key to proposing is make sure your woman is fed. You don't want to be proposing on an empty stomach. They might say no. They might be hungry. Get them a pistachio. Yeah. Both people going to cry. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Natalie's for sure going to cry. Yeah, I'll, I'm. I'll probably I'm <laughs> worse than her. Yeah, about that stuff. I yeah. think, is it going to be like uh, the TikTok she posted where you had the roses, but instead of laughter, it's just going to be tears between the two of you? So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tease a little bit how I plan on doing this. Right. And then we'll figure out, I'm sure with Natalie talking about the actual moment and whether I, I executed uh, on it. But my plan is, and I had I was like home alone. <laughs> I don't know, Natalie was out with some friends and I was in the hot tub by myself watching nice. TV. And it just tub. like, I was like thinking about like, how do I, how do I hot tub by yourself. This sounds like a dream. You know, you know, how do I do this, mm-hmm. right? All Nally has expressed to me is like, she definitely would like it documented in some way, you know, for memories or whatever, you know? And, uh, you know, we have obviously some friends who are videographers. And so like, we're lucky to like, be able to like take advantage of, of that. And then like, I've always wanted to be like a surprise. I don't want to do like a whole like, hey, we're getting engaged today. I like his you know? shirt. Like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you plan 
a situation where you film it and it's like this beautiful space while simultaneously surprising them, mm-hmm. like, you know, as opposed to just like... Well, and something you've always, you've also thought through that I think is impressive and other people need to take notes is you've thought through what do I tell her it is so that she, she looks has her nails right? done. <laughs> like, but like glam, wardrobe, like you, yeah, like well, so yeah, you the, don't want her in sweatpants. So this is very smart. Yeah. You, you gotta be like, honey, I need you to get your nails done. Why do you need my nails done? Well, we're going to a premiere, you know, like that type of deal. That's the, yeah. yeah so like she wants to document it. I know she would want to look her best. So mm-hmm. we often get invited to stuff, you know, events, premieres, you know, stuff. We get, we're lucky and privileged to get invited to fun events around town. And uh, my PR team will often like, hey, this is an event and whatever. And depending on the event, you know, depending how fancy it is or what it is, you know, once in a while, Natalie will treat herself to glam, you know, where she will hire a makeup artist and whatever, do her hair. If there's like a red carpet, you know, knowing that these photos will be distributed. I don't do a good job with that, but she always looks good at photos. And sometimes I wish I would have glammed. But knowing that she'd probably want to get glam for, for this, like I was like, how do I, how do I do that? So I came up with this idea to fake an event. And, and so we, we fake every good proposal has to start with a lie. You got to lie to them. We're fake. We're going to this, where that No, you know, like, uh, you know, prepare, you know, whatever. It's just, that's, Hey, that's how it works. You got to prove to them. You can lie to their face. That's a liar. Thank you, Tom Hanks, by the way. So Tom, I'll, I'll plug Tom, Tom Hanks is a new movie. Tom Hanks has a new movie called, uh, called a man named Otto. It's like they had a, a limited release over the holidays and like the premieres like this I think next, this coming Friday, I think it is. Great. So like we, they, they looked to see like, we wanted it to be like believable and shit. And so we made like a flyer, this little, little flyer. Um, at Canva Pro, if you are trying to maybe, <laughs> plan yeah. a Canva proposal. Pro. At Canva Pro. Pro. Code V-I-A-L-L. So I had to think of an event of like, that might be cool that we could go to. And like, so you and a guest have been invited to attend a special screening of a man called Otto with special guest Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is allegedly going to be there. Tom Hanks doesn't even know what a great role he's playing in your engagement. Yeah, thank you, Tom Hanks. Location to be shared upon RSVP. Cocktail attire. So we had to like, you know, yeah. what, what would you want to wear? Not too fancy, you know, mm-hmm. co- you know, so we had to think about all that. And then I had this thought, what's this like, well, when I propose, like I, I want to like ex- be able to like get it all out because I know I'll be super emotional and all that stuff. And so I had this idea of like, what if I just like recorded like a message to her and then and then at the end propose right so the idea is so I, we found this it's kind of like an art museum screening okay so let's just go over right to the video so that's nick's setup for it now let's watch i'm going to play for you guys the instagram reel that nick put out that is the produced version of how the engagement went i have to let you guys know i have to talk over it in certain areas because it's copywritten which means i already tried to record this once but what it means is if i share it in its unedited form it'll just get blocked on youtube so the only way i can share this on youtube in its copywritten form is if i kind of talk us through it okay does that make sense all right so let's listen to it right now so here it is thanks for going to a special screening of a man called ottawa tom hanks Unfortunately, we don't get to meet Tom Hanks. She'll walk into a video of me sharing my feelings because I, I won't be able to get through it in person. And I uh, will walk down some stairs and propose. Okay, so then they cut the music and then she comes in and then she notices she's not at a Tom Hanks screening and she sees that it's at the most Nick Vile screening. Most loving, most generous. She says, you're beautiful, you're loving. Hysterically funny person I know. Funniest I can't wait to start a family with you. No, funniest person I know. 
He's crying. For me that you get to be the mother of my children. Smell those nose. He said he's excited that she gets to be the mother of his children. I love you. And he loves her. And then he walks down the stairs. He gets down on the knee. They ramp the music up. Why don't you blaze your hand on me? And they do the thing with Brilliant Earth, Five Carat Diamond. I don't mean to make light of this. It's just, you know, we're going to talk our way through it here. She goes, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Can you believe it? Um, so there they are. Dipsum, tongues, bingo. There it is. Sassy, flip the finger. I said yes. There it is. She had the manicure ready. Perfect. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? She said she'll never recover, ever. And there they are. She gets to show the ring to her friends. Can you believe it? I said, yes, I did it. We did it. Yay, we're in love. All that fun stuff. Good thing. The, the family's there, all that. Friends, kissing, celebrities, people we don't really know, but maybe look familiar. That's celebrity, folks. I think I know him, but I don't really know him. If you ain't Tom Hanks, you're just a B-lister, which is fine. Any list is good for me. And they're there. That's it, folks. There you have it. So that's how it went down. Comments from people. Oh, my gee, this is beautiful. Charlene says, casually weeping. Nick says, a glimpse into the best night of our lives. Here's to the beginning of forever. And there they are, folks. And let's go back to see if he revealed anything else about how he had planned to do it, as, of course, we know it was a big success. Right. And so we found this uh, really cool place. Um, and these people were great. Uh, well, they, they've been great. I haven't we haven't done it yet, but it, it's a uh, create studios in Venice. And then it's mm-hmm. like a kind of an art warehouse space. Oh, they, they've been fabulous. They've been, I, I overheard your call yeah. on speakerphone with them. They were like, we have champagne ready yeah, for they're, you. They're, we're going to source been great. this. So yeah. shout out to them. Thank you for, for helping uh, make my, my day. Hopefully special again. <laughs> so ugh, knock on wood. I uh, just, my anxiety is like, and I know this won't happen, but my anxiety is like, what if she feels under the weather? And then you have to like pressure her. Be like, I know, you need a, to come good, to this. Oh, and she's come. like upset. She's like, you're not respecting the fact that I can't. It's like, I don't think I don't need to make Tom Hanks. You go, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, if that, what if, yeah. What if, She's like, I do, but where's Tom Hanks? Where's the castaway? We need to know where Tom Hanks is. Uh, Gotta love Tom Hanks. He's a good celebrity to use because there's nothing problematic that's ever going to come out about Tom Hanks, knock on wood. You know, it can't be like in the 90s where it's like, I played this R. Kelly song. It's like, oh, hold on, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know, Uh, the way you make me feel some, you know, MJ, whatever. All right. So either way, look, hey, it was great. As far as the dismount goes, if I were to rate this proposal, it's, uh, I mean, let's assume there's no 10 out of 10. Let's assume no, there's never perfection it's in the nines yeah it's a good it's a great proposal it was a good job of course uh they had their friends and family there and uh, of course they were able to capture the moment i know some of you because we always have haters will be like why do they have to record it it's all for clout yeah your proposal in engagement story is like the one time where like you get unfiltered un uh just non-stop love it's a chance to share it with the world and share these moments and you only get so many of them and of course nick's had a storied public sort of tribulation if you will going from previous proposal you know, trying to figure it all out and it didn't work out and he thinks he's got his one and she does and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? We should all be happy. There's no need to have negative energy with regards to this. And as I speak to the proverbial choir, I know you guys understand that. We're all here sharing love. It's the Brooklyn way. I appreciate all those that have shared love with me with writing reviews and leaving comments and support, sharing with your friends on your Facebook communities and wherever else you are. Thank you guys all so much for that. If any of you are listening and you're in the, I don't know, Chatty Broads subreddit, the Bachelor subreddit, Game of Roses subreddit, or any other subreddits or Facebook groups where... 
you know, there are niche bachelor audiences, a bachelor diversity Reddit, wherever you are. If you want to be like sort of a liaison from my podcast to that audience, I would love it if you would just let everyone know that we do have a new podcast out, uh, Bachelor Rush Hour, and I am here every single day. I think the more podcasts I can do and the more people I can talk to and let them know, hey, we're here every day, the more I think people may tune in knowing that we've got a reliable thing happening. So I appreciate all you guys out there. And as we keep growing, I will keep being here as I am Dave Neal. We'll see you tomorrow. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.